dopest flyers, OG pin flyers, 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 dopest flyers, flyers. Flyers, dopest flyers, OG pin the gangster player, hardcore motherfucker. Black diamonds on a nigga wrist. Is it vanity or just a sign of excellence? Square footed six rooms up in my residence. Blowing money up in Nemus, guess that's negligence. We hold these shoes to be self evident. Welcome to Nerds and Luxury, episode 38. He wasn't even in here when you came in here. Was I? He wasn't. He came in after you. I'm high. <laughs> so, oh Nerds God. in Luxury, episode <laughs> 30, listening to episode, believe it or not, I know it's hard to believe we've done this 38 times. <laughs> we still don't have a right. But they're used to this. This, yeah, is, why, this so. is why they love us. Like do, that they, right do they love us? I mean, who? Well, but who? I mean, but who really wants to? Like, I do a ton of podcast listening, and who really wants to hear the same thing every time? You kind of want to like pepper it in yeah. after a moment. Like, I get, I get the idea of being like, okay, hello, nerds. I love how you're rationalizing episode. her. Thank you. Her Thank yeah, you. That's great. but but some of Thank but you. some but some of that. Like, if I hear, you know, this is such and such podcast, and this is such and such, and we're gonna spend five minutes going through all of our sponsors. Sometimes people handle them the wrong way, and I. Think <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that even though we have sporadic um, introductions at times, it actually benefits the uniqueness of each listen as opposed to always having. Yeah. Well, it, we don't it, have any sponsors currently, so y'all, y'all motherfuckers got to get to rating and reviewing. Yeah, rate and review, motherfucker. And, and we will read them on the show as a matter of fact. We got some reviews to be read right now, cuz. Okay. Where are they? <laughs> oh, I still have on your phone. Completely, I still have them unprepared. <laughs> no, this is how she always. Does. Oh, oh, Cedro's ready. Can you. you can you go with the the first review for me, okay. please, sir? Um, <clears throat> the first review is titled "Love, Love, Love." <laughs> Ellipsis, <clears throat> dripping with sarcasm, levels of petty and a crew that clearly enjoys discussing pop culture, blackness, family, and life. <clears throat> I think that's dripping with petty is probably the most accurate thing someone's ever said. <laughs> I take that as a high compliment. Dripping, right. oozing with petty. Thank you so much. Very Might nice. have put that on a t-shirt. Dripping, dripping with, with petty. petty. The second one. <clears throat> a band name. Mm. Great podcast. Love the show. Very entertaining and informative. Got me motivated to purchase a Lux shirt, too. Oh, okay. Merchandise. So the potato chips that Montego has been snacking on in the background are brought to you by that person. (laughs) Thank you, that person. Thank you, that person. Thank you, that person. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Can I tell them really quickly where to get? Oh, absolutely! So please, if Me you go to www.nerdsandluxury.com, there is a tab on the top, and it says "Shop Lux Nerd." Click on that; it'll take you to Teespring. Go ahead and crunch. Give me a crunch, baby. Give me a crunch. We also have Girl Scout cookies. We also have Girl Scout cookies. Support is that a your thin lo- mint? <laughs> it is a thin mint. Support support your local Girl Scouts. Um, 
But you can go to uh, Teespring and buy a Nerds and Luxury sweatshirt, a baby tee, a notebook, stickers. We've got iPhone cases. You can get a mug. You can get a mug. You can get. We a, have a couple mugs. The, the mugs, mugs are, are mugs important. Are quality. Yeah, the mugs are, quality. the mugs are like legit. Like dishwasher safe too. They've yeah, held up. they've right. held up really well. Like I can, you know, empty my bowl into. You them. enjoy tea, coffee, mm-hmm. milk. Yep. Alcohol, hot cocoa. Yeah. I mean, like you, you, all of the mugs. things. Yeah. All of the things. Mugs. mugs. They're amazing. So and ceramic. Buy your Lux Nerd t- uh, Buy your Nerds and Luxury T-shirt at Teespring, or you can find it at Nerds and Luxury. Just go to alertnerdsandluxury.com. Boom, boom, boom. Traffic, traffic, Ayo, traffic, traffic. So thank you guys for all those reviews. Please give us more. Um, Please again, you know, shit on us. Yeah, somebody <laughs> just take a big fucking dump on us. Tell us we're shit. <laughs> So we gotta mix it all up. We gotta mix it up. Gotta, if, if ever, if it looks fake, if everybody's just loving it, can't us. be all love, right? Show us some hate, 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 hate. Our haters, I hate that fucking sofa. Hate, hate, hate. You are listening to Nerds in Luxury, recorded at Depth Charge Studios in Alexandria, Virginia. You can reach us at www.nerdsandluxury.com. Hashtag us LuxNerd on any and all social media. You can find us at Nerds and Luxury on Twitter. And if you have any emails, questions, concern, harassment, or general spam, don't do it. But you can email me at Veronica at NerdsandLuxury.com. Watch me, watch me, watch me do this. You see me dancing like I'm Elvis. Just tell your man that it's all in the pelvis. Watch me, watch me, watch me do this. Since 2012, I've been the coolest. If you do not get it, my nigga, you foolish. Shout out to Jaden Smith for being so sexually fluid. I appreciate it. That's what they say when we come around. (laughs) (laughs) Watch me. Watch, Watch me do this. So recently I was in court for jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> I was serving my second time on a jury in three years. The first one was a robbery. <clears throat> this one was a civil case. Oh my God, I do remember the robbery. And <laughs> I still can't believe you've served on a jury twice in three years. I've been on a jury boggles twice. My mind. Twice. That boggles my mind. Twice. It boggled mine too. I mean, like getting there, you got to get there early. Mm-hmm. Seven o'clock. And oh, <laughs> I live in PG County, so all the black people were lined up with their faces <laughs> frowned up because they was cold <laughs> and they wanted to know why the doors weren't open. <laughs> And why so do we black. have to stand in this line? You're so black. And before I go through the metal detectors, do I really need to take off my coat? Do I really need to empty my pocket? Like they should have gone through the back door. How much? How they much were you? How much were you compensated per day? With what? 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 Obscenely? I don't even know. I just like signed. It. I signed it away. Is it fifteen dollars? It's fifteen dollars, and then they strongly encourage you to donate it to the orphans' court. Oh, because well, your job. Your she job didn't so strongly anything. She just said that you're welcome to if you don't want it, you can sign it. Well, over. They strongly encouraged us to donate it to the orphanage. Yeah, story, which the I lady who was hosting my event because that's kind <laughs> your of event hosting your event because that's kind of how Were there she, wine spritzers. That's kind of how she was <laughs> like. That's how she did it. Like she she should have came out to music and like she gave this. 30 minute sort of comedic routine about her name and why we were there and how important it was and yes we know there are a lot of people in the room and 
you know, make sure you don't bring your weed to court. (laughs) Why does that have to be something that needs to be said aloud? Because because people bring guns on air, try to bring guns on air. I forgot it was in my bag. I did accidentally bring Mace into that courthouse one time. Because they were cool about it. One of the girls recently asked if she could step outside to smoke because she was having an anxiety attack, even though she didn't have like meta. She didn't technically have right medical reason they didn't have any medical thing documentation that's what i'll say for her to be doing this but regardless you don't bring courthouse <laughs> let yeah. me tell you something i just came back from colorado people walking in that motherfucker well yeah, throwing out that's colorado right. but that's colorado i mean it's a at the courthouse though yeah Anywhere at Colorado, it, weed is legal. I mean, Colorado. when it's legal, it's, it's legal. a little different. I, it's but legal. it just yeah, seems weird. Like even still saying, li- mm. well, whatever. That is a difference, right? <laughs> so, I guess being in the PG County courthouse, I realized that when you go to court, it's like you're either overly dressed. Or you just didn't give a fuck because you know the judge is gonna like give you something, so you just throw on whatever you feel like throwing on and going it's in. It's cold there. in there, sweats in the, you know. I, yeah, but I'm like it was thirty degrees outside, and some of the some. But of you're the talking about the people who are actually on trial. On trial, some yeah. no, not just that. Well, yeah, because no, because some of the people who were there for jury duty were dressed <laughs> like they were going to church on Sunday morning, and I was like, what's going on? I mean, I know on the notice it tells you to kind of. It says business casual or or right. whatever you would whatever wear to that an office. Means. It says whatever. <laughs> right. Actually, it says whatever you would wear to an office. So that's, I guess that's not a. That's it not depends on the office you work in. But I mean, these people. It, it also tells you that you're going to be there all day. So right. there were people who had lunch bags that looked like toolboxes. Mm. Like they really thought. Yeah, like I'm talking. Because they were told they they thought they were going to be there all day. day. I need three so meals. They need to make sure they had their food, whatever they had in their boxes. It, there were so many things. My my yeah. I was Did you assaulted. bring anything, Montego? No, because I was really hoping. <laughs> <laughs> that because I was really hoping oh, no. that you'd be. Excused. I was going to be excused. Like I was hoping that I would get there and they would call. Do my you realize who I am? I am Montego. But they actually called, like, I was the fifth name called, which was Shit. also weird. And then you become a juror, so I was juror number 16 for two days. Which then was like, okay, well, we've sat up here for two hours. We're now going down to the courtroom. They said they needed seven people. It was 18 of us. So it was interesting, again, seeing the process of mm-hmm. them picking jurors and one of the ladies who actually was on the jury, she had already sat on three in her oh in her lifetime, and um, so, so when they started calling out the numbers of the people they chose, and they call my number, you're supposed to say here mm-hmm. and stand up. And as they say, juror number 16, the white man on the end (laughs) who looked like he lived in somebody's rural part of PG County where there's nobody for like miles and he's probably got a couple farm animals and things like that. He definitely has some guns somewhere. He jumps up and is like, that's me. <laughs> and I'm looking at my ticket like <laughs> no it is no actually. N- no actually that's 
Me. <laughs> so. Why? What, what happened? Why? Is he he was like, this? oh, and looked around. <laughs> he like, I don't like. <laughs> what was he supposed to do? Well, did he have a ticket? We all had tickets. Wait, so with his ticket, numbers on it. His, his was 18. <laughs> he was two more after me. So there was really no way because they were like, when you get in there, you do not use your name. They were right, like, you right. go by your jury number. So like, yeah. as they're saying people's numbers, of course, one of the older black men, uh, yes, Charles Johnson hit. <laughs> no, uh, sir. Please go by the number that you were given. He was probably hoping that would be a reason to yep, excuse his ass. Probably. Right. Charles Johnson was right to go. So after... Charles Johnson, my social security I number. I clearly can't follow instructions, <laughs> so I clearly can't be on this jury. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you want me deciding someone's fate? <laughs> and then there was one man, so like, as they're asking certain questions, because, you know, both sides are putting in their questions because they want to pick the right jury, there was one guy who... I swear, stood up for every question that the judge asked because they're always asked, like, have you ever had surgery before? And, like, a couple people stand up. I mean, they're asking specific questions that relate to To the the case. case. Mm -hmm. You figure that out once the case starts, but just the way the questions were going. They're trying to determine if you might have a bias. He stood up for everyone. So (laughs) (laughs) he didn't get picked. And I don't know. If it's, I don't know if it's because That's he stood up for strategy. everyone, or yeah, that actually is a well, really no, good strategy. Because when well, you, you because because when you because well, when you stand up though, you still have like the judge will call you up, right. and they want to ask you other questions to sort of figure out what's what. So at any rate, I Charles get, Johnson had a plan. He had a plan. So I get picked for this jury, and it was three black ladies. It was an African guy. Two Hispanic guys and myself, because there were only six of us. It's a civil trial. Yeah, civil trial. And it was an older lady who was like, she was 73. And I believe this happened to her in 2014. And it is now 2019. So, Statue of Limitation was coming up. And (laughs) for sake of just whatever, we'll call her pressing my way. (laughs) So, (laughs) pressing my way was trying to <laughs> sue the county because she fell while walking on the side of the road, but she was walking off of the shoulder. So mm. she was more in like that grass gravel right. area. Now the setup is she lived in this place for like 30 years and she pretty much walked everywhere. Now, according to the deposition, the recorded deposition that they had, she had never worked. So older lady, but her grandkids are her kids are her life. So she spent her time taking care right. of them. Don't know if she was married. Really don't know what her whole work life history was. And really, that didn't really matter because it was about the facts of the case. So she decides on October the 9th, 2014, around 5, 5.30 p.m., She's going to walk to the dollar store because there's an Obama blanket that she wants. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) No. Pause for laughter. At the dollar store. store. And this blanket just cannot wait. Barack, you know what? She had a dirty dream about Barack and she was like, I need this blanket. (laughs) No, she's... (laughs) (laughs) So... 
you know me being me sitting on this this in this jury box and you asked why I didn't really like take a lunch because I'm one who likes to use the bathroom regularly. Right. And when you are on a in a jury box, there is no just getting up and going to the bathroom and raising your hand. Like there's a whole procedure. I wasn't I wasn't going to be the person who caused things to go any longer than they needed to. <laughs> so, I made sure I hydrated myself in the morning, made sure I used the restroom, and I had a snack at lunchtime and kept it moving. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> she decides she's walking to the dollar store for this bl- this Obama blanket. And it is October 9th. It's around 5, 530. And she's not really sure of how far the store, how long it takes her to get to the store. In her recorded depositions, she was like about an hour, hour and a half, but again, not completely sure. So, also, as she's walking to the dollar store, she's walking with her four-year-old grandchild. Because, again, she spent her time with her grandkids and kids, Mm -hmm. whatever. So, before she set out to walk to the store, this is what I should have said. She called her daughter. And her daughter, who apparently had a car, drove her car to her house to give her the money to go to said dollar store to get said blanket. Now, I already know you're going to ask, why didn't the daughter take her to the dollar store? I don't know. Or why didn't she just bring the freaking fracking blanket or to her? Whatever you want to, whatever you want to pull out, I don't know. But I know, pressing my way, decided <laughs> that she wanted this blanket, so she walked to the store. She was going to get it her goddamn self. <laughs> so she walked to the store, which she says she does regularly. And again, she lived in this neighborhood for thirty years. And on this particular evening, she said that. She wasn't really sure what time it was, but she was trying to hurry up and get home by 7 o'clock because she had a show she needed to see. (laughs) And for the sake of laughter, we'll just say it was loving hip-hop. Oh, please. (laughs) So 73-year-old pressing my way wanted to get home to watch loving hip-hop. So after she gets the blanket, she sets out for her trip home, and she's like, oh, the traffic this evening was a lot heavier than it usually is. And... She decided to walk on the side where the trap. Well, she lived in a neighborhood where traffic comes both directions. But walking back, instead of walking back with traffic coming towards her, she walked back with traffic to her back, which is the wrong way. But she also lived in a neighborhood where the road was one of those really old roads that had been around forever. And as expansion started, they just laid a new road right (laughs) and just was like whatever but people still live on this road so like most of those roads they didn't have a sidewalk it was road shoulder gravel grass grass, whatever so she's walking kind of off the shoulder in the grassy gravel area or whatever was on the ground so when she gets to and mind you walking back she had never walked on this side of the road but she lived in this neighborhood for 30 years. Just telling you what she said. I see all of your faces. So in (laughs) trying to get back and cross the street, (laughs) as she's walking up the street, she said she had her phone in one hand and that Obama blanket and a dollar store bag in the other. And the four-year-old was just walking beside her. So she wasn't even holding the four-year-old's hand. Again, I'm just stating what was told during this trial. So 
she falls. She her foot gets like snagged in this hole, but it was a hole in the ground that, after time, would have developed because that's what happens: rain, snow, weather. Just yeah, but it was one of those areas that it's like, is it the county's responsibility? It's not a walk. It's not for walking. So no. But the county was doing an improvement project in her neighborhood, but they were doing kind of like the beginning and the end because that's usually how that works and based off of finances and resources and blah, 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 blah. Right. So she wants to sue and it was up to us to decide whether or not the county was held liable for this. And based off of what I just shared with you, (laughs) I mean, I feel like you all could render a judgment right now. Mm, Yep. So, on the first day, of course, with the three black ladies and the two Hispanic guys and the African guy, the three black ladies are like, how long is this going to (laughs) take? Well, it's going to take as long as you take to render a decision based off of the facts. Well, what time are we going to be? Have to, you know, how long are we going to be here? The judge tells us we'll probably be there till about 6 p.m. And of course, everybody is like, (gasps) but it's only 1230. (laughs) So we're in the jury room having a discussion and they're like, 6 6 p.m. We can't stay that late. So the bailiff says, well, if you write a note to the judge and ask him, you know, for what time you think you should leave, he might honor that. So... What time do you guys think we should leave? 4.30. And I think I was the only person who said 3.30. And they were like, 3.30? I was like, I've been here since 7. In my life, 3.30 is when I go home. Right. It's usually 2. I mean, you know right. what I'm saying. Or 12.30. <laughs> or 12.30. Whatever. Just work from home. So I'm like, okay, fine. I will I will go for four o'clock, but I'm not saying four thirty. Mm-hmm. So what's the process? How do we do this? Oh, just write a note and pass it to the judge. <laughs> so I write the note, Your Honor. We, the jury, are asking if possible to please release us at four p.m. today. And I have everybody initial it so he knows that it comes from all of us. We turn it in. He acknowledges it. He lets us go at four. Have to come back the next day. Same thing. Seven a.m. We have to sit through a 55-minute video deposition from a doctor, which didn't add anything. How badly was she injured in this? She was 68. Mm -hmm. She fell on the concrete, and she ended up having to have arthroscopic surgery. Bone spurs, chips, etc. But then she ended up having to have a second surgery, which came from a second fall, but they were trying to say it was related to the first fall. She would have never had the second fall had she not had the injuries she suffered from the first fall. That's what they're trying to say. Good luck. But (laughs) after they do like MRIs and stuff, well, it showed that (laughs) you're old. Right. So yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't know any other. I'm, I don't know any other way to put like what they exactly. Were, right, you're they're more brittle than they were. Before. We're not paying because you're old. I'm. I mean, I don't know how to. I didn't. Yeah, that's just the best mm. way I could describe it. <laughs> so, 
You're broken because you're <laughs> so, so, madam, did it ever occur to you that you so broke disrespectful. that your bones chipped because they're old? <laughs> I mean, but that was that came out in one of the reports. But of course, it wasn't said like it wasn't said like that. It was in, it was in medical terms, and I. It, but that was so basically geriatric. Geriatric state. Geriatric risk. Right. So. <sighs> Her attorneys were two older white men. And I'm going to say 60s, maybe 70s. Like old. Like they've been practicing law. Dinosaurs. Probably. (laughs) When the laws were sketched on tablets. Before the the civil rights laws. Like they've been lawyers for a very, very long time. And the one who spoke the most. It was just. it, It was almost like a movie. Because I was like, there's no way you're like, there's no way that you can still practice law. I mean, like there was one point where he was trying to question her and he started it off with, you live on such and such a street. But by the time he got into asking her certain questions, he kept saying another street. So for me, I was like, wait a minute. I thought. I'm now I'm lost right. and the 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 county's lawyer was like your honor I object because I don't know I, I'm, she was basically like I'm not following where he's going with right. like right. he's saying one street but we know it happened on another and the judge was like yeah can we kind of get back to what we it was just it, it was weird <laughs> he it was like it was like he would have these mental flashes of another time in in between whatever he was doing it was just very very bizarre but this this the county's attorney i mean she was she was good and when she had to question the lady you could tell that she was trying to not be too hard on her because she's like she's it, it was obvious that people were gonna have sympathy for her because she was an older woman right, right. and pressing my way I don't know how to like what was the description that I used for her? Did I did I give you a description? I don't know that you gave me a description. I just heard the name and his, uh, a picture was painted. I mean, older <laughs> older lady been in, she says she lived in the house for 30 years. So that lets you know like she's been around for a long time. And she was probably one, and she was one of those older people who doesn't say much when she's around strangers, but when she gets around family, she's all over the place right. and uses words like right. what you guys were saying and doesn't know what they mean. Right. Um, and even to the point when, she, when they were questioning her, she never looked up. She looked down the whole time. Aww. So it was like, I, I felt bad. But again, based off of, you know, whatever. So they go to lunch and when we come back, the judge is going to choose um, a foreman. And the alternate gets to go home. Now, in the hallway, everybody is sort of scrambling for lunch. And I'm sitting on the bench laughing at this ghetto, fabulous fashion show that's going on. Like those 
shoes that I showed you guys those, earlier. Those gold, like I gold told you, loafers. You either don't give a fuck when you come, or it's a fashion show. Like you've pulled out your Sunday best, right? And yeah. So you've got on your legal action wig. Your legal right, action and there were a couple of those. <laughs> there were a couple of those. So one of the ladies, the one who had been on a jury like three times, she she as we're getting ready to go back, she's like, "You think this is going to take a long time?" And I look at her and I say, "Well, why would it? You seem like a relatively intelligent person, and I'm pretty intelligent. I think we can come up with a decision pretty fast based on the facts." Right. So, <clears throat> the judge reads the uh, notice of like, here's <laughs> what you have to do. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Blah, 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 blah. I'm giving you this form. Take it in the room. Discuss it amongst yourself. Only fill out the red form. Initial it with your juror number, not your actual initials. <laughs> this and is then important. come back. So, we get in the room. And do I need to describe the people for you? That are in the room with us? Well, you said three black women. Three black women and two Hispanic guys. Because the alternate was the African guy. Oh, so I was about to say, what happened to the African man? He got to go home. Okay. So, (laughs) one of the black ladies was a personal trainer, or at least she said she was a personal trainer. But she didn't look like one in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And they give you a little a little notepad to take notes. Mm-hmm. And I think she pretty much was like the court reporter. Because when we were finished, she had a lot of notes. Like, there really wasn't she took it any need to take notes. But she pretty much documented everything. Um, mm-hmm. Personal trainer. Um, there was the Hello Kitty girl. She was what? probably in her late 20s, early 30s. She had... <laughs> Purple hair. Uh, she was plump. <laughs> and given the weather, she was inappropriately dressed because she had her arms out, but she was wearing a Hello Kitty 5XL windbreaker. Not 5XL. In February. In February. And it was cold outside. <clears throat> a windbreaker, <laughs> and she said the reason she Hello put, Kitty windbreaker. By she's way. yeah, Hello Kitty, and yeah. she said the reason she put the purple hair in because she thought that that would make them not pick her to be on the jury. So she, she had that purple hair forever, girl. Bye. I'm just telling you what she said. She kept it in because she was like, "Well, fuck it, maybe they won't pick me." Because I think I'd go with kept it because I did look at it several times and it, yeah. it looked yeah. so um her, and then there was. <laughs> The the black lady who had been at three juries and she had the pony the the bun that was permanently attached. <laughs> oh, that thing! Head, like, she right had there. the thing. Yeah, and she wore glasses. <laughs> um, and then there was like an older Hispanic guy, and then there was a younger guy, and the younger guy was clearly there because he had to be there. I don't even. I, I think I don't even. Know, I don't know how much he actually got. But I kind of knew, like, oh, when we sit down, he's going to vote however we vote. So it doesn't really right, matter. Because right. he was clearly just, every time you look up, he's smiling here. at you. Yeah. Like, what time do we get to go home? Like, <laughs> you know, and the other guy word. didn't say much. Um, Guilty, Your Honor. Guilt. Wait, no, that's. <laughs> so the first question on the page is, do you feel the county, based off the, off of the facts and information that has been presented in the case, do you feel that the county should be held liable for this? Yes or no? 
If the answer is no, do not go any further. Right. Proceed. This is exact. I mean, like, it's a choose your own story. Book. This is exactly right. what the instructions say. Yeah. So they choose the the judge chose the lady who had been on three juries to be the foreman. So we get in the room. She passes out the forms, and then we sit down. And we're just sitting like it's just quiet. No one is saying anything. So me being me, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to go home. So I think maybe we should <laughs> go around the room, you know, yes or no to that first to question. see what yeah. everyone, you know, yes or no. Give your explanation. However, just remember it's based off of facts and not how you feel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Hello Kitty goes first and she says no. Um, There were just too many things for her and just... Again, based off the facts, no, the county's not liable. Cool. Personal trainer. <clears throat> no, but. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. No, but, you know, as a as a personal trainer, and I think about some of my older clients and how. It's not about how you feel. There's no place for this. <laughs> yeah. Personal trainer, Patty. I totally respect you as a person, and I understand. I think all of us here being human beings, we all feel some kind of way. However, right now, based off of the question, your feelings have nothing to do with this. You can get into your feelings and cry about it when we get to number two if we get there. The question is, do you believe the county is held liable, yes or no? Well, I answered. I said no. I said no. You said no, but. But means that you're not totally sure. Right. It's either yes or or no, you can't have a butt in it. Yeah. Well, you're just cutting me up. <laughs> Listen, I really do respect you, but your feelings do not matter right, right. now. They yes or no, matter. based off of the evidence. <sighs> well, no. Cool. <laughs> no for me, because the evidence shows that they're not. The Hispanic guy. No. I knew that. <laughs> the older guy. Yeah. Let me think about it, which I kind of was caught off guard by right. that. Like, wait, you haven't been? You need to think <laughs> need about to it. Right. And then he started like looking at his note. Wait, you really? Yeah. And then it was time for the lady who was the foreman's turn. <clears throat> oh, you know, I think about my 83 year old oh, mother and how we as a family oftentimes have to tell her to sit down and so she can't. <sighs> <laughs> Montego raised his hand. I really do respect you. <laughs> <laughs> and I really do care about what you have to say. However, we are trying to answer the first question. The first question asks, do you believe that the county is held liable based off of the information that's presented to you? Yes or no? If the answer is no... All of this other stuff doesn't is irrelevant, matter. and we can all However, think about it later. <laughs> if we get to number two, you can all have your moment, and like you <laughs> right, can all right. just we can turn this into the Oprah Show and right, hold hands right. and all of that. But again, the question is yes or no based off of the facts, not about how you feel. Gosh, I mean, you're just not giving. Well, you did say that you were ready to go. And the only way we're going to get out of here is if we come up with a decision. So remove your feelings. And is it yes or no? Well, no. 
So we all unanimous. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. You had to think about it. Your answer, no. I, <laughs> we knew that too. Wow. So do we all agree? We all are in, in agreement. Please check no. Put your number on the thing and knock on the door three times so right. we can get the fuck, fuck out of here. here. <laughs> knock on the door. Bailiff comes. He gets us and. Having to basically render like a decision on someone's life, yes, there's a certain emotional feeling and, a, and an appeal that I felt like I felt bad for this older lady. Like, as a person, like, I got it, I get it, I understand you fail, you hurt yourself, all these things. Like, I've been there back, you, you know, we've all, we've all suffered something in that way. However, <laughs> was that blanket? really that important that night <laughs> and why did you wait till five o'clock you had been home all day you weren't walking on the shoulder you were walking just in the in the wilderness basically like i i just i don't i don't know what to say to this this just doesn't work there were some other things that were peppered in there that i don't think were that important which is why i didn't share them but we get in we render the verdict when we got in she wasn't even there pressing my way had left she was gone <laughs> She knew. So <laughs> the judge read it, thanked us. Y'all are free to go. So we ready to go back into the room to get our belongings. Now, mind you, I've al- it's already been stated over two days' time. How long is this going to take? I'm trying to get out of here. <sighs> the ba- bailiff knocks on the door. Uh, the judge would like to come back and speak to you all. All right, here we go. Judge comes back. And all of a sudden, all this I'm ready to go becomes, oh, your honor, it's such a pleasure to meet you. And I mean, I was so happy to be. I thought you were ready to go. So he did this like five minutes reel, which basically he repeated what he had already said to us when we were in the courtroom, when he was reading the instructions, telling us how important it was, thanking us, blah, 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 blah. These broads want to talk. Well, you know why we want to talk? Because we couldn't talk about it for two days. So for two days, you couldn't go home to whomever you were at home with, share some details and be over it. Like it was they. Yeah, they wanted to talk. The three black ladies wanted to talk. The two, the Hispanic guy was ready to go, but he didn't leave because we were all still in the room. Were so, you free to leave? Yeah, I'd but the judge was talking. I don't care. And it was kind of like, am I free to go? I have some place I need to be. I'm not listening to you. It was just a very interesting experience. And like, I knew it when I left on day one, like going home, I was like, this kind of sucks. But based off of what's just been shared, just off of the first day, the answer is no. And I can't believe we're doing this. Stories like the one you just told are the reason why I hope my life is never in the hands of a jury of my quote unquote peers because, and you, I hear this, we, Veronica and I love our crime and justice shows. <laughs> we watch them all the time and, and a lot of them are ba- are true. A lot of them are actually documentary, you know, docuseries type of stuff. And, and, and often when they do the trial start stuff afterwards, they will interview the jurors who are on, you know, like 2020 or whatever, will interview the jurors on there. And you hear them say things that are just so disturbing as someone who might be someone someday who's wrongfully accused of something. Well, I wasn't sure if I believed him when he said, bitch, 
<laughs> this isn't about how you feel. This is someone's life. This isn't about what you, it, you know, I just, at the end of the day, I just couldn't bring myself, bring yourself to, to, this is about the, this is as clear cut. They just, they don't, we talked about it earlier about reason, logic. They don't know how to think. And it's one of the reasons why if it weren't such an opening for corruption and, and, um, uh, uh, abuse, I would say let's go to professional juror pool in this country. Get mm-hmm. people who are fucking studying law or in law school. Get people like that. Let's get a pool of them. Pay them well. Make them seek. Make it a secret thing. Put them, you know, and and let people who actually understand what this shit means objectively and how they're supposed to do this, deciding this stuff again, open to all kinds of abuse, open to corruption, open to things. But if there was a way that we could secure that and make that I would be all for that because having I think most people don't most people don't really understand what being on a jury is actually about right and they've watched so many because one of the ladies commented you know like SVU is my favorite show and I was Uh... like well, Mariska Haggerty is not coming out here, so nice. like, let's just not like it's not like that. And I mean, even for me, I felt bad. I was like, she's a human. She's an old. She's an older person, right. and that was actually something that the county's attorney said. She was like, you know, I was, I was feeling nervous about how I was going to question her because. You know, me being a woman, a black woman, I didn't know how juror members would take that if that was going to be a knock against me. And I was like, well, the reality was you were doing your job. And yeah, there were some questions that you asked her that I was like, ooh, but those were her words. You simply asked her a question. It didn't work out. And that's what it was. Like, she was really actually pretty. I thought she was really good. Or maybe... No, she was good, even though the other ladies and attorneys were just really bad. But um, <laughs> they Nick, didn't lose the case for her, though. This no, was a they did. They did. I mean, this but was- I also thought about what it would be like to be on trial, like if this were Tuscaloosa, Alabama, oh. right? And someone swore up and down that they saw me, and this is supposed to be my peers, and they're right. like. No, nope. because people are too fucking emotional. They don't know how to, and I'm the emotional one on this group, I feel like. But like, I was like, no, there's not, it has, emotion has nothing to do with this. The facts show no. Mm-hmm. And that's just how we have to People vote. also don't understand that they're, the difference between not guilty and innocent. Right. They are two different right. things. Just because you find someone not guilty does not Robert. mean that they are innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I beat that case. I beat that case from way, way back. Monopoly. Robert, that's not the right way to use that. Um, <laughs> but R. they Kelly don't. Yes. <laughs> yes. They don't it understand the difference. And that scares me every time I oh, hear it's people terrifying. in post-jury interview saying, I just yep. didn't think he was innocent. That is not what the fuck Right, it's not what you were asked. That's not your that job. It's not and, your job. And had this been something that was a lot heavier, like right. prison time. Yeah, right. not a civil trial, an actual criminal trial. I would have... Seeing what I saw, that's scary. Even Even yeah. amongst my peers and people that I thought 
were intelligent enough to understand like this is what you're walking in here for like you really do have to remove yourself from it and like what if this had been a murder case or something like how would that have worked out like what if they really didn't do it but because the way things have been framed you let your emotions get to you and now we're sending someone to jail or or setting, or, or setting whatever, a murderer free, you know, right. or setting them for, because of how you felt. Well, I'm right. a good judge of character. I didn't that's ask you to not, come in here and be a good judge of anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I asked you to listen to the facts, and based off of what's being said to you, that's how I want you to come up with your. <laughs> Has decision. the prosecution proved their case beyond a reasonable doubt? That is the question. I'm a good judge of character. Said no one with good character. Right. Ever. <laughs> ever. And, and and the reasonable doubt point is a good one because a lot of people, I've heard people say beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's not, that's what not the, fuck the right. You no. grasped either. Right. That's certainty. Reasonable doubt. Right. Yeah. Reasonable doubt. Did means, they prove their case? And, and no. Right. A lot of times they don't. They're not, we're not asking, but I still think he did it. That's, That's not, not the question. That's not your problem. The question is, did they prove to you with this case that he did it? Not, did he do it? Do you believe he did it? I think he may have done it. Sorry, that's not what we're deciding here. What we're deciding here is, did they prove to you beyond a reasonable doubt that he did? And, and it sounds to me the way you're talking that they didn't. And it can be such a waste of money. Yes. Like... Well, it involved. Think of all the money that everyone, just the jury itself, is losing by not being at work. I was looking mm-hmm. at the money that's clearly not spent on the government facilities because right. they're trash. Like you're in a courtroom, and there's lights out. Like, mm-hmm. why are there <laughs> lights out in here? Like, <laughs> that's that's Montego. Why do you have Montego? Is clearly <laughs> why do you have of- why do you have the twelve seats that the jurors are supposed to sit in, and one of them has a sign that says "Do not sit." Like this is. <laughs> This is the county courthouse. Wait, a chair is out of order? Like, like, the court is out of order. How do you do that? <laughs> so if anybody else has to go to jury duty, I'm just going to, you know, I'm definitely going to say to you, it's not about you. It's about the facts. So yes. remove yourself. And if you can't remove yourself, then you don't need to sit on that jury. And you just need to go ahead and be honest and tell people because... That's somebody's life, and mm-hmm. if it were your turn, you would want competent individuals who were going to actually think about it versus saying how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, make that judgment. So just take that seriously and think about that. If you can't remove yourself, then you better recuse yourself. Uh, oh, <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Mic drop. Or recuse yourself. That's Mike a good drop. one. We'll be right back. This podcast is produced and recorded at Depth Charge Studios in Alexandria, Virginia. If you're a recording artist, musician, or producer in need of affordable, world-class audio production services and an inspiring studio space for your project, Depth Charge Studios is the place to create in the DMV. For more information, visit DepthCharge.com. That's D-E-P-T-H-C-H-A-R-G-E.com. <laughs> Speaking of no certainty, I was reading a... Uh, was it a Scientific American? I don't remember. It was one of those journal reports. Some, one of those things Cedro reads, and, which um, I also read. <laughs> and they just basically they basically discovered <laughs> um they basically discovered that objective certainty or truth doesn't exist mm-hmm. like they've done 
they've done research. I mean, they've done uh, research and they've done experiments which prove that two different people observing the same situation using mathematical evidence right. based on their position in the situation will come to two different realities, and, which, which means that objective reality, like something being completely 100% certain in any situation is pretty much false. Well, and you know where that actually stems from? That stems from quantum physics. Yeah, absolutely. From observing a an electron or a quark or whatever, and it's here. Oh, popping in and out of existence. Well, it's it's here. I see it here, but a second observer sees it over there. Yeah. And it's not actually in it's in the same place. It's in different places at the same time. Right. The Heisenberg uncertainty. Yeah, the Heisenberg plays, uncertainty period. plays a huge part in that. The idea that in order the to more you know the, the, the idea that in order to observe a particle small like super small the technology that humans have to observe that particle uses energy and mechanics that actually affect the, the result. Part, right. So, like, in order to observe where an electron is, most of the experiments need to use some sort of light in order to shine on it in order to be able to register a result. The problem is, is that light and photons actually affect the electron's position. Okay. So the Heisenberg. Okay, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. <laughs> So the the idea is this something to all some, things considered some things in order to like we we base we base all of our knowledge on the observation of things for yeah. the most part at least we in should in order to observe most oh, things Oh you're saying the observability of yeah, these things the in order in, in order to observe something you basically is... have to you basically have to shine light on it in some form or fashion okay. to observe it or some shine some form of electromagnetic whatever like x-rays whatever the heisenberg uncertainty principle states that if you're observing something that's like an electron or smaller shining a light on it actually moves it mm-hmm. or affects what okay. it's doing so your results are not necessarily not valid yeah you can know where it is but you can't know how fast it's moving and if you try to shine a light on it to know how fast it's moving you're you can't know where it is sim- because it, you've moved it it's so similar like, to schrodinger's cat where the cat can be dead and alive in the box at the same yeah. time. At the same time. Right. Okay, I've never heard of that. You've never oh, heard, no. You've, you've watched Big Bang Theory. Yes. You probably <laughs> I, I explained I explained it to him like a few like a month ago. Yeah. We somebody mentioned it yes. or something and I said it like a month ago. Yeah. Yes. But the idea is that Schrodinger <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes. Schrodinger did an exp- I mean well had a hot hypothetical experiment in which you put a cat in a box and you introduce that box to a lethal um like gas agent like a poisonous gas agent you can only know the whether the cat is dead or alive if you lift the box up and study but before then the cat exists in both states like it can either be dead or alive because you don't actually know which one is which okay and so that kind of uncertainty on that level plus on the quantum level when particles that make up everything that we know that exists are much smaller a lot of uncertainty exists there. And so because of experiments like that, recently they've kind of discovered that objective truth about what things are or aren't is not knowable. It's not actually like it depends on the perceiver. 
So when actually like certain things about life is actually a lot more subjective than we care to admit that they are or realize that they were before. Because it depends on the perspective. It depends on what you understand. See, that's a dangerous backdoor well, for crazy is, people but, to get and, through. And that's, that's the problem. Because I, I am a, I'm a big fan of objectivity. And, you know, the whole, if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to hear it, that's that subjective rel- relativism, mm-hmm. which to me, if philosophically, relativism is is intellectual death. Like <laughs> if we don't have some agreeance of objective reality, at least as we perceive, yeah. we could be living in a simulation. We could be living in a computer simulation. That is a, that is a plausible hypothesis. However, in terms of how we interact and live our life, we have no evidence. There really, course. and there really yeah. is that being in that computer simulation, whether if we're in one or not, is not going to change whether or not I have to drink water tomorrow. <laughs> like if I don't drink water for a certain amount of time, I will die. Whether that's part of the simulation or not, it it, 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 it the impact when it comes to us is water is necessary for life. Well, that's your that's just your opinion, just, Mr. Yeah. Watt. I mean, but I mean, but. But like things, but but extremists are like assholes. extremist views. Everyone has one. Ex- I went with water. I went extremist water for extremist views like solipsism are like right are very are very prevalent now. That certain, yes, that certain voices Fuck are, yes. I guess, emboldened to exist. Like solipsism is the idea that only the self exists. Right. That there is no way that you can one hundred percent prove that anything else exists outside your own self. Mm. Like I can't tell right now, or there's nothing that I can do definitively to prove that either four of you exist. Right. But just the same as you guys can't prove that the other four right. of us exist. Like there's no I mean, there's no evidence. I mean I, I get the idea, and it's cute <laughs> that it exists. It but, doesn't, but it does <laughs> not practical. But it's not. It's it's not practical, and it's not even really morally ethical no, in the sense of trying ethical. to exist with other people. Like, even if I can't prove that you exist, doesn't really give me the right to treat you or do things to you that don't really. Because the idea of solipsism is like not only that you exist, but everything else that exists outside of you is like a manifestation of your mind as to what something is. So mm-hmm. like to me, oh, in that vein, none of you exist. This room probably doesn't exist. <laughs> like I know that I exist and I know that I'm here and I know that I have the thoughts and the feelings that I have, but I can't possibly <laughs> like know that you guys are similar creatures. And while, while, like, while on the basis level, logically, logically, it, like, checks out, it's still one of those things that's, like, what? Like, I, was, I was just going to wrap up and be, like, touche. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a very, we- it's a very odd a, concept of thought. There is a middle ground between <laughs> solipsism <laughs> and other such existential <laughs> ideas. How did we get and here? The Y'all earth is clearly round. Y'all were losing my take Oh, look. child, he been gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he had a lean going. I think we lost him at electrons. <laughs> maybe before. <laughs> <laughs> we lost my take 
lean in like, ooh. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Can we talk about movies? Shit. I ain't called nerds and luxury without reason. I got to get up at 5.30 in the morning and we're over here talking about solipsism. <laughs> Y'all are going to leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Y'all went that route that y'all sometimes go. And I just let y'all do your thing. That's why it's called Nerds and Luxury. It was very nerdy. We were definitely nerdy. We were in Nerdvana. That was beyond nerd. Quantum physics. That was on a whole nother plane. That was like, like that was on a whole <laughs> nother plane. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hand what? out of my pocket. Get your hand out of my pocket. <laughs> Yo, it just took me to Malcolm X. Right. Get your hand out of my pocket. <laughs> wow. Kumbaya, my lord. Mm-hmm. Kumbaya. I am Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Kumbaya. Thank you. Okay. The word of the day today is. Verbigeration. Verbigeration. <laughs> oh, there's a G in there. Wait a minute. <laughs> V-E-R-B-I-G-E-R-A-T-I-O-N. Verbigeration. It's a noun, if you couldn't already deduce by the Asian. suffix Asian. <laughs> Asian. <clears throat> And it means the constant or excessive use or speaking of meaningless or useless words or <laughs> phrases. Donald Trump. Verbigeration. Verbigeration. Love it. Just quickly, the word sounds like something that like somebody would say like and not know that thinking like Man, you over here with all this refrigeration. <laughs> it does. It does sound that, like a word that someone would have randomly right, made, yeah, up made up, like, and took hold somehow. Um, right. It probably conversates. Was. Yeah, <laughs> right. You conversating with all this verbigeration. <laughs> oh, all this hateration and holleration and this dancery. Here in this dancery with all this verbigeration. <laughs> Holleration. <laughs> Hateration. Verbigeration in this dancery. Yeah, right. All of that. And what did Patty do? Dancery. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, no. She really did that recently. No, I, <laughs> and so I figured I would include the nerds in this one and think of any it can be a trigger it can be a pet peeve it can be something that maybe you just now thought of as being annoying to you but any words or phrases that people commonly say that mean <laughs> absolutely me my nothing <laughs> that come to mind now for me that I mean would say, nothing yeah i or would do they have to but or 
but they have meaning. Well, they have to meaning someone. to They have meaning to the person who uses right. it and the people who interpret it as having meaning. Right. However, yes. In reality, oh, it I probably a, I means have a big absolute. one. Now, I would say that for me, the biggest one is probably it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> guilty of saying that often like you're literally yes. contributing nothing new to no. any conversation and yet- i think it's almost like a period on a sentence that one it's like <laughs> point blank period yeah, yeah it's like, exactly it's like we're yeah it i is think i wrote something is. about that the other day yeah point blank period, period. point <laughs> a period blank <laughs> Period. Why do you have a period at the end of that sentence if you've written it out? If you write out point blank period and then put a period at the end of it, what have you done? What have you done? Well, is it point blank? Is point blank from the in the aspect of like point blank range? Like point blank in your face. Period. Right. That's how it's supposed to read. Right. How it's supposed to read. Okay. It doesn't make sense in your right, right. Thank you. But announcing that you're putting a period at the end of what you're it's saying ridiculous. is ridiculous. It's useless anyway. And then yeah. if you so write like- that out and then actually put the period after the word period, period that's fucking <laughs> crazy. I mean, no one writes that out. It's just people do a say- it. I've never seen someone write I it out. It's have. just a saying that people use. People do it. People write it out. People do write it out. Social media. Well, I've never seen that. But any okay. Well, not maybe in not in. I have one. I have a word. I have a word that's pissed me off from its moment of its inception because it's a, just a terrible word and it it doesn't appropriately make any sense. Islamophobia. No, it is doesn't a make dumb sense. fucking You're word. You're not afraid. You're not. The guy in New Zealand who killed all those Muslims was, was not, not afraid. afraid of them. Arachnophobia is fear of spiders. <laughs> When you have arachnophobia, you don't want to go anywhere near spiders. You don't want to kill them because you don't want to be anywhere near spiders. If it were up to you, yes, all spiders Wasn't would be Wasn't that a John dead. Goodman movie? Huh. Yes. Arachnophobia. arachnophobia. Yes, it was. Was he in that? It's anti-Muslim. The other thing that's stupid about it, too, is that Islam is a religion. So if you have a phobia of a religion, <laughs> that's one thing. I personally have a phobia of all religions. I think that they are abhorrently wrong ways of looking at the world. And I think they're dangerous in terms of their philo- philosophy and what they can do to people. That said, I'm not Islamophobic in the way that other people, the way the, the term is used. i have no problem with Muslim people. You don't run screaming at the sight of a mosque. I'm not afraid of Muslim people. (laughs) I'm not afraid of Islam in the sense of like, Oh my God, Islam is going to kill me. I, and I, and I have no problem with Muslim people. I have no problems with Christian people. I have a problem with the, the doctrines. And to me, when you say Islam, Islamophobia, it's just a horrible mess. Like if, if, if is if is if um islamophobia is supposed to be the synonym or the the correlating term to anti-semitism which is anti-jewish we need a better word cuz islamophobia islamophobia is a lazy construction of words it is much like homophobia you're not right. afraid yeah, because when you excuse, when you excuse me, you might, there Madam. may be fear there, but it's not the Madam. kind of fear that you normally associate with a phobia, <laughs> which is a crippling fear. Right? You know what I mean? A f- hello, Maxine. Maxine <laughs> and Wellington are in the house. Everyone, the yeah. dogs are here. By the way, so if you yeah, hear any kind of mess, yeah. 
It's absolutely a cripple. I mean, it's absolutely crippling. Like the whole yeah. point of a phobia right. is to be a fear that is literally so strong that it inhibits it, your daily functioning activity, right. and like you can't function. able right. like able to maintain your daily right. course of life. Yeah. Like that's what a phobia is. If it's not doing that, then it's not a phobia. Right. Yeah. And so I any 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 of these with the phobias at the end. Now I, I will I will I will push back on that statement itself to say that when it comes to homophobia, there is an intrinsic and deep rooted fear of emasculation. Sure. Mm-hmm. That I think okay. propels a lot of homophobia. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like it's But are they afraid? inaccurate? So, but I, I feel like Are fear, af- but fe- but that's the. I think that's also the issue. Like we've kind of conditioned ourselves as humans to believe that certain emotions only exhibit, like only inhibit, like the upper, like eighty percent and above of, um, like fervor mm-hmm. or vigor. Right. And I think fear encompasses that. So a lot of people feel like, well, if it's not a real, like if it's not a deep seated fear that propels you to do something drastic then it's not a fear well apprehension is also apprehension a fear. is right it's a lower it's form a of fear right. it's a it's a worry but to put almost. the word phobia to mr wise's right. point is it stops you from functioning right yeah. your dislike of homosexual right. people right. or the concept of homosexuality does not stop you from going to work every right. day it doesn't keep you in the bed it doesn't make you peek out your window for most people now some people could but most people know but on a mental level i think it does inhibit a lot like people who are homophobic or we would consider to be homophobic regardless of what the term should mean right. like they do allow that to affect their daily life when it has n- almost nothing well, to do with it. Because that. they're horrible human beings, well, <laughs> right? But if it but if it affects that if it affects that living like a lot of phobias, like you could argue, really shouldn't affect your life that strongly, but they do anyway. And I feel like homophobia for the people who are homophobic, like they can like they allow something that really doesn't affect them to affect their livelihoods and the way that they perceive other people. So are you talking about those people who think that um, there's a quote-unquote homosexual agenda? Oh, God. By the way. Especially for the hoteps out there. The homosexual agenda and the emasculation of the black man. Oh, my goodness. Are you talking about those people? I I mean, I feel like anyone, anyone who allows something to affect the way that they go about their lives in a, I mean, in a more than marginal way, I think can sort of be considered a phobia because that is inhibiting the way that you're living your life. Like if people that are supposedly straight are going out here and preaching all this stuff about like anti gays or, Oh my God is like, if that guy's gay, then that affects how I approach or in like an encounter or uh handle this situation i think that is inhibiting your life it may not be in the extreme ex- uh, sense of maybe classifying as a traditionally described or denotated phobia but i feel like if it's affecting your life it's still considered something that's that that matters especially if it's irrational like yeah. you being heterosexual well, you being irrational. Like, <laughs> if you're heterosexual Something that a homosexual person is doing should have no bearing on your life whatsoever. And the fact that you actually are allowing that to affect the way that you think, behave, try to force or make other people think or behave 
is kind of a fear. Like it has to be a, well, it has and to be I, considered in the realm of or scope two, of a fear. Two points. One, I think sometimes it is rooted in fear, and that is not necessarily the fear of the other homosexual, but fear of other people of me coming to terms with the fact that I might be a homosexual. Hmm. And I think that is the there is some palpable fear there, but that's not that's definitely not homophobia in the sense of your fear is internalized in you not coming to terms with being um perhaps being homosexual or bisexual or whatever but your i your talk of the um the gay the gay the agenda the gay agenda so i have that brought to mind this meme which is i'll pass this around it's like coming it's a movie poster and it says coming soon the gay agenda they mm-hmm. they worked at their jobs they <laughs> shopped for groceries they even went to the movies they lived the gay agenda. See them do their laundry. Hear them order takeout. Feel your spine tingle as they watch TV. Rated PG. The gay, the gay agenda. agenda. Who's the starring? <laughs> you know what? That's a very valid question. That's, leave it to Montego for the valid No, but that's like afterwards. super valid. Like, <laughs> so who's starring? Who's the stuff? Mm-hmm. Who does this include? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with those. I'm not familiar with those actors. <laughs> straight to straight to, Montego, straight to DVD. Would I go see this? Right? Would I see this movie? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but there are a lot of agendas. I want Alien. To there, let's like let's let's be honest. There are a lot of agendas. There are a lot of people that are so inept at understanding that their uniqueness is their uniqueness alone that they feel the need to force that uniqueness on other people or like make their own lives easier by rationalizing that everyone is really like them. Like, no, that's not, that's not how do you feel the gay agenda (laughs) is real in the sense of that? Like when, when you, when, when they, when they, when they contextualize it that way, they make it seem like all the gays got into a room and came up with this with this PowerPoint well, presentation. It's the same as the black like, agenda. People right. make all black people talk And it's to like, each yo, other it's not a monolith. Nobody world. nobody is doing nobody is, you know, meeting I feel, together. I feel like inspiring. The, the only agenda of a minority group or a section <laughs> intersectionalized margin uh minority group, the only agenda is to make other people aware like the truest agenda is to make other people aware that it exists and that this is real like equal equal representation and equal the problem is is that so many people go through their lives only experiencing the things that they experience and are unable to realize that there's so much more possibility out there as to what a person can be than what you've experienced in your life just the default Right. right so a lot of times when these people come out here that are different or like they think differently they behave differently they talk differently whatever the case may be it's some like almost desperate rational i mean irrational like agenda to try and like make, yeah. make this person well seem it makes like it easier to demonize yeah. too it's, you can demonize the whole yeah, it's, group it's so much it's so much easier to make somebody else seem less than or uh like you said demonized when they're not like you yeah and it's easy to go there yep. it's a mature mind or something stronger in the sense of the way that you handle emotional you know whatever insecurities whatever you handle um it's it's harder to rationalize that people are just going to be different than you 
and you have to make a peace with that as opposed to trying to demonize, right. vilify, or make it seem like these people are at fault for being different than you. They're right. just different. How dare you be different from me? I think <clears throat> there's a there's an innate fear in uh in differences because there are times when I feel like I may know someone close to me and they'll say something that is, you know, transphobic or homophobic or any kind of phobia, you know, any kind of xenophobia, which is literally the difference. There's a phobia there and it's kind of like, oh, wow, we're so similar, but we're so different. And in that I have to not necessarily accept it, but just try to think of how in the future I'm going to phrase my words and how I'm going to speak to this person. And it's almost exhausting to think about where it's like, man, if I'm with this person and, and this person has proven themselves to be transphobic or or homophobic and it's like, why well, now I can't talk about X and Y and Z and that's a part of who I am and my my culture and that my experience and it, it makes you cut people yeah. off and there's there's this there's this exhaustion to it where you're yeah. like, I always have to censor what I say. I always have to censor or I feel like I should censor in order to preserve a relationship that may not be worth saving yeah i mean i I always feel like there's an identity there's an issue that people have of reconciling the juxtaposition of their identity with other people's identities or what other people are so there's always a comparative issue i mean there's always a comparison issue where people compare themselves in whatever ways they decide they want to compare themselves to other people and when they can't rationalize the fact that it's different or the fact that someone's be- better at something or the fact that something is just i mean like it's never really going to be completely the same and a lot of times people don't necessarily have the security within themselves or the self-esteem at a certain level to be able to deal with the fact that some people are just going to be different than you. Some people are just going to be better than you at certain things. Some people are going to be worse than you at certain things. But that doesn't mean that you're better than them in a grand scale. Or that doesn't mean that you guys are fundamentally different in the fact that you both have a voice to share in like a commonality or something. Like, And people don't really people aren't really able to rationalize that. So you see these people that are always out here like, Oh, this group of people is the best group of people or you're not this. So you can't be this. And it's like, well, that's not how life works. That's not how any of this really works. Well, there's that saying that comparison is the theft of joy. And in my life, it's like, I've really had to like tell myself that where it's like, I can't constantly compare myself to someone else or, um, run my data program against their data program. And maybe they had, you know, they came in with 15 extra lives and, you know, (laughs) bonus hearts and, you know, cheat codes. And I'm just coming in running the race. I can't compare myself to that person because I will literally make myself miserable. So the only thing that I can do in this world is go, this is who I am Mm -hmm. and this is take it or leave it. And I will be a joyous person and I will be sad when I need to be sad and be happy when I need to be happy. But don't compare my joy and pain and happiness and happiness and relationships to yourself because we're so different. We're the, we're the exact same, but we're so, so different right? And in, it, I in mean, the way we uh, move through this. Absolutely. It's, and it's hard. It's, it's a hard thing to do as a person because you live in a life or you live in a society, especially in American society, if you— <laughs> If you grow up in America and you're not 
you don't look a certain way or mm-hmm. you're not a certain thing or you don't talk a certain way or you don't have a certain level of education or yep. you don't have a certain amount of money. Like it's, it's very difficult to not compare yourself to everything that you are able to view. Yep. Um, and that like, that does take a lot. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is able to do that. Just like on the, you know, on the flip side, like if you do have all of those things, not everybody's able to have all of those things and still be able to be outside themselves to realize that that's not what makes them them or mm-hmm. that's not like that doesn't make them more important than another person that doesn't maybe have all yeah. of those things like it's the ability to step outside of yourself. Right. There's a varying degree of mental acuity mm-hmm. within all groups of people and dealing with those socioeconomic differences or those racial differences or sexuality differences or religious differences like all of those things play a factor into how you're able to achieve a level of maturity that allows you to deal in a, the most objective way with other people i mean it would, you it's would, hard you would say it's almost a cross section of intersectionality and um emotional maturity yeah and the like like I said before, the ability to step outside of yourself. Yeah, and it speaks to the discrepancy that speaks to the discrepancy in the opportunities given. Like, if you're born without, not without intersectionality, but with a lower form of it, mm-hmm. and you're pretty mental, like you're pretty mentally, you know, acute in the way that you function you have a better chance of functioning than if you have a lower, you know, aptitude of mental acuity and you have more intersectionalities. Like if you're gay, black, uh, uh, invalid or, you know, what, what not. And you have to deal with all of these extra things. Plus the fact that maybe you're not that, you know, you're not that secure or mentally secure as a person. Like it's going to be different. It's going to be more difficult. Certain things, I think, Certain things I think that we have to realize in the way that we deal with one another is that it's not just about differences. It's about discrepancies between what we're capable of and what we're trying to achieve. Like, And sometimes people don't really realize those differences and sometimes think that certain issues or arguments or whatnot just happen to be <clears throat> these fundamental issues that's just something. But mm-hmm. it's a combination of a bunch of different things plus nurture mm-hmm. plus nature plus all of the experiences that kind of cause people to feel or think the way that they think and understanding that understands the way that you cannot not only communicate with them to mm-hmm. maybe change the perspective or at least provide some new perspective that something that they'll actually absorb but it, it's important in order to communicate or understand people i mean open twitter right now Open There's a whole Twitter. lot of verbs. Wait, verbification, verbigeration, verbigeration on Twitter. Oh, I was just gonna say, I I don't think I have any of those those hangups about people, but I realize that I do. I have a hangup about people who can't fucking think about all the things you just said right. with regard to other people in their yeah. space. Why the fuck does it matter if somebody's different from you as long as they're not trying to eat you? What do you care? What you they know what? Do? It's so funny. I'm 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 there. I'm absolutely right there in my emotional like just like involvement where I was like, is this person trying to harm you in any kind of way? No, no. Leave them the fuck. Leave alone. Leave them alone. 
Leave them. No, leave them. Mind your alone. goddamn business. Mind your business. So that's the only group of people that I have an issue with that I can't resolve is people who don't have the common. I won't even say common sense. Common sense is not that common. Mm-mm. Don't have the rationalization to think about things outside of mm-hmm. their own yeah. ex- personal experience. They I can't think, objectify. It. I think the objective rather. I, I think there are two things to, to what you're saying. <clears throat> One, common sense should really just be called logic. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what, what we're it getting is. at. What we're and if you at, and right. if you absorb common sense and process it in the way of understanding that it's logic based, then you'll understand that it's not really common sense. Like right. it's not nearly as common as you think it is because it's it's a little bit different, and logic can be skewed in a lot of different well, ways. Way, way, way more decisions and and are made in this world that are not using the critical thinking and the the logic the methods of logic yeah. there right. way more decisions are made right. using emotion and right and then <clears throat> and then just understanding the way that things influence you is important yes. like the music you listen to whether you think about it or not over time it affects the way that you think and the way that you process things and the way that you absorb things like little things like that affect everything we're all in this room we're all americans so that means that there is a certain sense no matter how we were brought up or what we think that we have a certain level of fear or a certain level of apprehension about people who aren't american that's just the way that it was socialized into us from growing up in this country every country has that there's a little i mean like it doesn't have to be huge with everyone it can be small it can yeah. be ranging but you can definitely see it in these militia groups that like hang out in in Appalachia and the doomsday preppers. you know like like those people like have a very high sense of patriotism which means that they have probably a very high sense of xenophobia but like everybody has a certain level of cert of aspects of prejudice it's about recognizing that and understanding enough to be able to step outside yourself as a human being and be like, okay, well, this thought that I have or this feeling that I have doesn't, make sense. doesn't necessarily make sense. Challenge yourself. No oh, one really wants to do that because that. identity identity, identity is so strong that no one really wants to do anything that goes against the identity that they've set up for themselves. It's very difficult. But if you're able to do that, if you're able to do that, then that bodes well for your ability to grow as a person. I take for granted a lot of times the fact that I did study psychology. So these are th- these are things that I've thought about, dealt with, studied, written papers about. Right. And it makes sense to me that, okay, just because this is what I've been told all my life does not necessarily mean that it is true. And my identity is something that I can shape myself. It doesn't have to just be what other people have told me or based on my religious affiliation, my sexual orientation, all these other things. So I take that for granted. I mean, I'm like, going to try to be more Like there's tons of things. Like Pluto, Pluto's not a planet. Eggs aren't as good for you as previously thought. <laughs> why Anti-vaxxers you, why like, you fucking now up, have a platform. Right. Like there's so many yeah. things that the we were taught. <laughs> There are so many things that we were taught or we were told when we you were younger. Put butter on a burn. <laughs> <laughs> just put some butter on it, baby. Just put, just some, put butter some butter. On it. Put some butter on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> like there's so many things that get overturned all the time, and we have to be cognizant enough to realize like this is this is a change, or the things that we realize or think are true can easily be proved untrue because the evidence or the support based on the knowledge that we knew 
isn't necessarily that strong to begin with. And most people, like, I've realized about myself in dealing with my mother and trying to get her situated because she's had some ailments. As soon as I have a new fact that debunks anything that I knew from before, new fact, let's go. It amazes me how many people just can't do that. They just won't drop the thing that they've now that's now been proven wrong. They say, ah, but no, we got to know. That's how it's always been. No, there is one of the things I always say, and I, I say this a lot when it comes to technology, music and what have you, um, is the if you do not, if you're not constantly in evolving and embracing change, then you will always be you will always require someone who does. Mm. So there's an economic um, incentive to people not evolving and not growing to those that do evolve and do grow. I have a lot of people who pay me to do things that they could have learned themselves. They know how to do the 1.0 version, but they didn't keep up and learn how to do the 2.0, 3.0. And now that we're on 5.0, it might as well be a foreign language to them. And now they hand me money. To do those things. And they need me. I'm required to do what they want to do because they refuse to evolve and they refuse to grow and they refuse to change. So, But if you know that L.A. is on the West Coast, why the fuck would you go East? You know that this is wrong. Why are you doing this? (laughs) It's just stupid. We've 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 also also grown up in a anti-intellectualism where your ignorance is just as good as my knowledge mm. it's the man on the street idea uh, the, the economy is uh, taking a tumble let's ask Joe <laughs> this guy on the corner what he th- Joe does, Joe's not an economist I'm not gonna and he's not a doctor I'm not gonna ask him about this bump on my you know on my knee like and when I mean, people who have won Nobel prizes get referred to on Fox News in air quotes experts <laughs> right <laughs> Right. And this is this is now pervasive throughout society where people think, well, my opinion and the way I do things is just the way that you are. And because the entire conservative movement is it's conservative by yeah. definition is the way we were. What was wrong with the way we've been doing it? Why progressives are trying to change everything. They're trying to make progress. They're, if Well, what was wrong with the 50s? In the 50s, I was doing great. I don't give a fuck how you were doing. I was doing fine. What is wrong with That's the 50s? That's part of the Mandela effect we were talking about the other day. Because the research shows that the 50s were not what the no, fuck No, they were not. No, they were not. I mean, I mean the, the bottom line is, okay, okay, white men. Right. You've been, <laughs> you've been deciding what's right for everybody right. for centuries. What, yeah. Like, someone else take we've clearly that. established that that isn't the way to go. No. No. But somehow you want to hold on to that. Like <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to think illogically and irrationally. Well, because but but it's hard. You know, you also have you've also studied critical thinking. You so and once you go and that was recently right, that I've studied critical thinking. Me too. In, ter- in terms of my life, I I mean I under I had uh, I dipped my toe in it. But in terms of like really getting into it and reading books on critical thinking, that happened in my early 30s. I'm 44. So, so, but actually studying like, oh my God, this is like language. This is like, I can speak. We all learn, we all know how to speak English, but I can speak English better if I study English. I know how to think, but I can think better 
if I study how to think and how to properly think and how to proper how things how to be fooled, how people deceive me, how people are go- what what fallacies they're going to use to try to deceive oh, don't me. Don't use big me. words like fallacies; you'll hurt them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Any other words that piss you off? Because that's that's where we got. That's 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 where this topic yeah, took we us. We went off on a way we far were, tangent, I which is what this Maxine segment tends to do. This, uh, and the tangents are fine. Tang- tangentially speaking, it's a great tangent to be on. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. <laughs> Cedro, do you have anything else to top that nice ice? Kofefe. Okay. Not Kofefe. Could use some Kofefe right now. Oh, okay. Um, Garcon, could you grab us a pot of Kofefe? I think you're talking to yourself. Oh. (laughs) Well, then we'll be right back. This podcast is produced and recorded at Depth Charge Studios in Alexandria, Virginia. If you're a recording artist, musician, or producer in need of affordable, world-class audio production services and an inspiring studio space for your project, Depth Charge Studios is the place to create in the DMV. For more information, visit DepthCharge.com. That's D-E-P-T-H-C-H-O. A-R-G-E dot com. Oh, open. <laughs> he called me prejudice the other day. <laughs> Again. Call her prejudice often. Often. But, but I was just Why like, did I do that? Because I was looking for a therapist and I was being very particular. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you should go to my therapist. A particular set of skills. Is it a black skills? woman? Yes. Thank God. I will send <laughs> you her information. Please. Does she accept insurance? No. Shit. All right. Well, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> She was being very particular about the ethnicity of her therapist and what she was looking for. And she was making um, assumptions about whether a therapist of a certain ethnicity would be able to understand the problems that she was going She was saying that the white therapist was not going to be able to understand her the same way that the sister was. Not white. Not white. Oh, not white. No. I knew that, and I knew you would do what you just did. I knew both of did those things before they happened. Did you set yourself up like that on purpose? Like the way she's no. kind of dressed right now? You did, did you do that on purpose? Uh, but, I'm actually, but, I mean, there isn't... I mean, I feel like there's validity to this. I feel there's validity there in it well, as and that's well. Why, and that's why I felt like when he called me prejudiced, I was like, he just doesn't it, understand. There is validity to it. <laughs> Because it's like you're, culturally, but, but, it, but you're it going there. But you're going there for a purpose that but, is v- the most human purpose that we but all. Cu- culturally, it matters. It really does. I'm not matter. saying it doesn't matter. Okay. What my point was was I was being prejudiced. Was <laughs> let him get it. What out. I was saying is, how is it that you know that because this person is from a foreign country, by looking at their name, that they don't <laughs> have. That for all you know, this doctor could be the best doctor for you to see, and it has an extensive background in dealing with the issues that you're dealing with. And you're just writing it off and saying that I don't want to see this person or don't want to give this person a I chance. Just, I just specifically have been looking for a black woman psychologist. That's just become very important to me. Because well, guess there's... what? Black women psychologists do not take your insurance. <laughs> So, get ready to come out of pocket to go see Sosa's therapist. Her rate is not that bad. Well, unless she's gone up. But she... (laughs) 
Unless she's gone up, I don't know. I've been, she's she's going to hear this podcast. I have rate. not right. gotten. I've not gotten to go because she basically told me, you know what, Sosa, you're fine. Stop fucking coming to see me. This isn't appropriate. <laughs> oh, you're Sosa, dating would her. You stop calling me. There's nothing wrong with you anymore. <laughs> Jesus, but get over did. yourself, Sosa. I I looked up her dissertation (laughs) because you know that's how I am and her specialty was in black um, adolescent uh, therapy and black families. So there we go. I just feel like I have a very unique black family (laughs) and it's hard to explain. I mean, that's half of the reason I wanted to be a psychologist because there aren't a lot of black women psychologists. And in this area, I really feel like that's important, but I didn't want to take the GRE and I'm lazy as fuck. Sorry, y'all. So this is your fault. Thanks. Possibly. Because we are, she and I are pretty much the same age. Jesus this podcast so can be her. your therapist. We can be your your therapy. I don't think we're capable. Well, of I do have a degree in yes, something. There you go. This, it's not worth much. Let's put a disclaimer. She finally here. gets to use it. Disclaimer. <laughs> Somehow. Disclaimer. Full disclaimer. Weird. Yeah, but yeah, if you're listening and you're using us as therapy, don't uh, do that. Don't do that. I have to highly recommend that we are not licensed Mm-mm. therapists. And if you're, <laughs> you you will end up hating white people. There are way too many <laughs> things in here that are like out of or that are jokes and that are humorous and are not meant if to be taken seriously. If you're experiencing a medical emergency, please stop listening to this podcast at once and dial nine one one. What's Jeremy's? Hmm? New concept fashion store, darling. It's a buyer. No, Eddie, Eddie. I'm the executive creative director, chief buyer, and lifestyle coordinator. It's yes. <laughs> yeah, a huge responsibility. I'm very important. I decide the direction, mm. the adjacencies, the brand mix, the now, the gorgeous, the wham, the bang, the and blues, the new noir. Just decisions, decisions, decisions. I say what goes in the store. <laughs> what will that be, darling? Oh, very little. Very little. <laughs> Sosa said something funny today as we were listening to Megan Thee Stallion. Thought pockets. Thought pockets. Not thoughts <laughs> from your brain. Spell it. That hoe over there, pockets. <laughs> not not thought. Thought. Thought pockets. Thought pockets. Uh, Mom, bring me more thought pockets. From a vowel perspective, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The perspective of a vowel. You know. Thought pockets. Thought. thought. Not thought. Thought. Well, I thought thought pockets was just a thing people said nowadays. No, you made that up. No, I didn't. I've heard that before, I swear. Oh, okay. T- well, Tumblr's done and dead, so I don't know where you picked this vocabulary. Thought pocket, thought I mean, the noun form of being or acting as a thought has taken a lot of, th- like, thoughtful. I don't like, I don't like a Yeah. All these things. The very fact that thought is a ridiculous concept, if you're going to say that hoe over there, but talk about somebody standing next to you. Yeah, you know what? What what was the word? What was your word? The the, um, verb. Reverbification. 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 Yeah, thought. You can add thought into there. Thought, Thought annoys me. For what you just said, I saw mm-hmm. for the fact that if you actually spell it out, if and you actually insert it, it into a sentence, it makes it, no it makes sense. absolutely no sense. I saw verbigeration, verbigeration, things. I imagine. Things <laughs> I imagine. Hell. So, so I listened to Solange's album over. 
a drive to work and lunch. So therefore playing it in the office loudly because I don't have my headphones. And my um, coworker comes by and she's like, oh, the new Solange. What do you think? And I said, I don't know yet. Give me a moment. (laughs) I finished it. I closed the app. I didn't play anything else. I continued to play Candy Crush. And I sat on it. And then I thought about it the next day. And I was like, it's a Jay Dilla album. But no one will appreciate it because it's Solange. Because if she were a dude and put this out, it would be in the likely like a subtract or or, you know, somebody who does more instrumental um, flying Lotus, those Mm. types of artists. But because it's Solange and um, the album before, um, what the hell is was a much more structured a seat at the table was a more structured album while not taking because that that was a well-written album it was well produced the instrumentals everything like that was great but this one is just more if she were a dude i feel like this would be a completely different conversation yeah but and you're right because men are doing that all the time i mean listen to half of the mumble rap that's out now it's not only is it just mumbling, but if you actually dissect what they're actually saying, it's mm-hmm. things I imagine, things I imagine, things I imagine. Oh, See, yeah. The only thing I'll push back on is that I think that while ubiquitously, like, that kind of misogynist ideal is true, music is one of those places where it's not as, it, it's either not as true or not true. Because human ears are predispositioned to listen to and have a higher affinity towards higher pitched sounds. So women to a certain degree get a larger breath of air. Like if you listen, if you ask people what they listen to or what they like to listen to, a lot of times they'll give you more female artists than male artists. And I don't think that, and I don't think that, and I don't think that music in that sense or in that like aspect of it, that, women are as misogynistically viewed in a certain sense. I think that a lot of more people prefer female singers and or performers than male performers in the grand scheme of things. So I feel like that's the one aspect that it's not as true or true in the sense of how it is for all other aspects of things. Because I feel like a lot of people tend to prefer or like female artists more. I feel like it depends on, sorry to cut you off, but I feel like it really depends on the genre of music as well. Well, I don't, I don't know what genre that was that we were listening to earlier. <laughs> what genre is Solange? Um, well, she's black, so obviously R&B. <laughs> I mean, is I'm it? sure, but I, I'm sure, but I, I've, read, I've, read, I've read somewhere like her goal is to just not have, or maybe not her personal goal, but a lot of, newer artists are just trying to be like across the board and that's fine and and but you can do that in a way that maintains song structure and and maintains the 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 characteristics of the way music has been enjoyed which people have grown super accustomed to um over the last 80 90 years of how you put a song together or whatnot the the thing about her we've talked about this before privately i don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show but but a lot of it too has to do with um, rightly or wrongly she has an established body of work and people have expectations for what they are Mm. getting when they turn on her new album and haven't listened to it before. And when it deviates greatly from that, like greatly from that, um, 
it, it's, it can be alarming and it can piss people off. And uh, instead of, and people don't respect that, like, Oh, well, this is an artist and she's doing art and she, this is where she wanted to go with this. What I, I probably am not going to listen. I loved the album before this one. I'm mm-hmm. not going to listen to this one because I'm not into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's just as a producer who produces songs, like that's not what I'm into. Like the one thing that you were just the song, the first song you played me. Mm-hmm. I was confused. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was confused. It was a confusing song. It's confusing. Like it, it and and um, I don't mind being confused. Radiohead confuses me, but Radiohead confuses mm, me in a way. Radiohead confuses me as a musician in a way to want to go back and listen to it over and over and over again because it takes me four the first four times sometimes to figure out what fucking time signature some of their songs are in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And as a musician. There are there are things about that stuff that challenge me as a listener. Um, this was not challenging in the sense of like challenging like oh wow what as Cedar and I were talking we were challenged because we were like she's deviating keys like quickly mm-hmm. like chords that are not in the same key are in the chord progression like the lyric is repeating and I don't know why and that's all it is and it doesn't seem like she's saying it differently every time it's it's a loop of of one phrase like just simply being digitally repeated it's not her singing it differently adding nuance so it's it was a lack of contextual difference yeah it was like difference just for the sake of being different right. as opposed to difference in the sense of actually meaning something in a yeah. more general term and that's fine for right. her but I yeah, think yeah. That, I think that female artists in a larger scope, actually get a lot more leeway yes. to be freer with the music that they put out mm-hmm. than a lot of men do. Because for, I mean, like like I said, in almost every other aspect of, of life, like there's a high misogynistic, like keeping the woman down type mm-hmm. of vibe to it. But with music, it's almost like women are actually able to be a lot freer in what they're able to espouse or elicit or I would agree expose. with you in every gen- everything you're saying in every genre except hip hop. But that might but I can tell you as 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 a writer of songs, writing as a woman, writing a song knowing that a woman's going to sing it is way more liberating. Like I feel like I have a total like I have all this emotional palette to work with that is restricted in writing for a man because and, a man is got has to be a man. And I get that in hip hop, but I think that that's a function of what hip hop as a has culture yeah. has, I guess, espoused or said to espouse for the culture. Whereas, whereas I feel like if a woman just came out and performed whatever she was performing, it would be received a little bit differently. I think with hip hop, there's such a specific um a specific like step by step process mm-hmm. to achieve it or at least to achieve what people would consider to actually be hip hop mm-hmm. that it kind of limits the scope of what hip hop mm-hmm. can be yeah whereas a lot of female artists in my opinion with the hip hop that they do actually broaden the genre more than it ever yeah. would be if it was just by men well that's what so I, I mean, I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's, I think it's more of a function of what people have said hip hop is, mm-hmm. as opposed to what it might actually be. 
I think people we were we were so now we're listening to um, Megan the Stallion, uh, Tina Snow, uh, while we're waiting for you guys, and it's just that's where the thought you know the thought pocket came from and everything like that. <laughs> but it was just kind of one of those things where you're like, well, at least it's creative, at least it's balanced, at least it's doing something else besides being a mumble rapper. And man, 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 and I was like, I just cannot. Yeah, like I cannot. But I, I think that that's also a function of. I think that's also a function <laughs> of like. intrinsically what what the average male voice sounds like, as opposed to intrinsically right. what the average mm-hmm. female voice sounds like. So like. With certain male rappers, you're going to get that mumble, don't really understand what you're talking about, kind of low pitch, like, what are you really doing type Mm -hmm. of thing. Whereas sometimes with, like, female rappers or female performers in that, in the hip hop sense, like, you get the, you get the other side of it, like the other extreme, the, like, this is very strident. Like, I understand what you're saying, but it's also weirdly nasal and a little bit whiny ish but like the same is the tr- i mean like the same detriments or the truth for the opposite side of that mm-hmm. like the low super round dark um i can't really tell what you're saying because it sounds like there's always something in your mouth the marbles yeah like i mean <laughs> like i think that that's i think that's true but i think that that's more of an intrinsic idea of like the average female voice as opposed to the average male voice as opposed to it being an actual like sexist issue okay but i do i mean but i do understand i I do understand what you're saying i agree that most of the time there is a certain level of sexism that kind of pervades the way that certain groups or genders can perform the things they do but i think that in music it's one of those places where over time it really has kind of benefited a little bit more the female than it is the male because females are kind of allowed in music to do whatever. Whereas males, it's like, if you're not, if you don't sound like a tenor or you don't have a high voice as a male, like you don't matter. Mm -hmm. Whereas with a female, because the voices are naturally high from alto to soprano, all ranges of it are kind of acceptable and accepted in the musical Range. If you sing, if you sing baritone, you're a background singer. Like no one yeah, actually you're not gonna, gives you're not that get the it, time yeah. of day. Hmm. But on the flip side, like any high voice, which women pretty much always are within, is accepted or liked in a certain sense hmm. or appreciated. All right. All I know is it sounded like a bunch of drunk mumbling into the wind, and that's why I can't I can't get behind this particular project. <laughs> One last thing. <laughs> Wise and I watched a, a 2020 documentary, like a 2020 special on Hulu on Elizabeth Holmes. Does anybody, does his name sound familiar to anyone? It does not, please no. inform me. She is this white girl who came up with this company called Theranos. <gasps> oh, the one who doesn't blink. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the only thing I took from the preview that I keep seeing on Facebook. Like she but just, she did blink when they, were, they had the camera on her and she was just blink, 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 blink. Yeah, blink. yeah, occasionally. So basically, <laughs> she um, she comes from... Her family blew their wealth. They were like a yeast family. Like they were, their money was in yeast and they blew that money and then um, she ends up like yeast. <laughs> like so yeast. random. Like, right. Not yeast infection. <laughs> I inherited I yeast. I swelled. Right? <laughs> yeah, but they were like the yeast packet people. Okay. 
That's fair. Blew that money. And she is from DC, which hilarious. Um, and she gets accepted into Stanford. I think it was Stanford, and then she only she took like a couple biochemical or chemistry classes, and then dropped out. And dropped out at nineteen. Yeah. Yeast start. is no joke. Yeah, when right. you actually learn about it, right? Um, no, they blew their yeast fortune. Yeah, There's right. no yeast involved. No, I meant oh. in the fu- biochemistry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's, yeah, it's real. So she gets this crazy. Like she just starts recruiting like all these old men to like have faith in her and build this company. Basically, she built, she's like the fire festival of science. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a complete hoax. <laughs> I mean, she built, she was basically saying she could, she had a machine that could basically with one drop of blood, like do a hundred blood tests on you in this one machine. You wouldn't have oh. to send out. It was going to change everything. Yeah, you would have to do The like- machine actually never existed or ever worked. Oh. Wow. So, and then basically they built this whole company. They got a deal with Walgreens to put these machines mm. in the Walgreens. They never put them in the Walgreens. The Walgreens was just sending the samples to them and they were sending it to Quest Diagnostics like everything else. Oh. So it was a giant fraud. She got sued. They lost all kinds of money. But what I said when we were watching it, did you watch the Firefest documentary? I watched both. Yes. So tell me, okay, first of all, for those who haven't, the Firefest documentary was so funny to me because like normally in a documentary, like you, you feel some sort of, you become, you take an interest in rooting for the a character in the story. And I didn't give a shit about There's any no of these people. I didn't give a shit if any of these people, not even jail, the victims. Nothing. I didn't even care for the victims. And quite frankly, the funniest part of that documentary, and Veronica will tell you, I, we both just simultaneously burst out laughing when they show the video of the bus when the first group is coming into the camp and they come up over the rise and they see what's waiting for them the and they tents. and they start crying. What a couple of the girls start no, crying. No, turn they around. All this money and, turn the, and they can clearly tell that this is not going to happen. Like just from the it was such fuckery. It was so much fun to watch because is that the one with job rule? Yes. 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 But this is. was the fire festival of science. But he, her board of direct the people she was able to con. Crazy. Like she like she had a who's who Henry Kissinger was on her board of directors. Mm. So I'll just like her board of directors was like old white men galore. Pe- one of the jokes was you're, when we look at your board of directors, we think your company is going to take o- trying to take over the world. Like you've, you're a superhero company. Like wow. you're, like you're trying to like, you know, what what is oh. it? A Legion of Doom or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> like it has all these weird plot twists, and you're kind of like, she's <clears throat> she's a con artist, like. They talk about her voice. They talk about her demeanor, her dress, like everything that she put into this in the um, imitation of Steve Jobs and, you know, just how dedicated she was to this whole scam. And then I don't think she's been, has she been sent to jail? Well, no, but she was sued repeatedly. I I think, I'm not sure if she started out thinking she was a con artist i think she was faking it until she made it and Hmm. she never made it and faked it and was so good at faking it that she got herself into a position where it was like and i think that's what the firefest i think the the original the firefest guy originally when he started off had every intention of 
pulling that festival off, but he put himself into an impossible situation and he just kept doubling down and just making it worse and just got to the point where, well, I guess I'm a con artist now because. No, because he had done a con before that. Well. Yeah, he had, he had done um, several a whole, cons. T- he had done Magnum. several cons and then went back to doing the cons he was doing I know, before. I saw that and he started yeah. asking the same After, people. That's why I was like, no, no, this is what he does. Those are just my thoughts. I have nothing more not to offer. Your, not your, not your thoughts. <laughs> your not thought, my, thoughts. Not your not thoughts. My, not my thought, Tiana. Not your, your thoughts. Thought. I'm but still my here. Thoughts. Oh, you're still here. Be best. Be best. Be best. And that's a wrap. A wrap? Right. Is that a wrap, Montego? Hip, hop, hip it. Hip, 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 hop, and you don't, don't stop. stop. the rock into the bang, bang, boogie. Set up, up, jump the, the boogie. boogie. To the rhythm of the boogie to be. Now, <laughs> what you hear is not a test. I'm a rapping. To the to, beat. To the beat. Not really. <laughs> All right. Again, please like us, review us, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, buy merch, nerdsandluxury.com, shop Lux Nerd, and we will see you again. Well, damn. I'm still here. <laughs> what in the hell does that mean? I'm still engaged. Ask Teacher Campbell. <laughs> I'm still awake. <laughs> I am not sleeping. Oh, Black diamonds on a nigga wrist It's a vanity of just a sign of excellence Square footed six rooms up in my residence Blowing money up in Nemus, guess that's negligence We holy shoes to be self-evident